seek, get the fuck down. And seek? Yeah, it's truth seeker. Ooh, okay. Seek. All right. We are here. We're live. We're back. It's Wisdom and Nonsense. That's the name of my podcast. I don't know if you knew that, but... I knew um, that. <laughs> yep. And I'm here with Zen, Jen, Love, Jen, or Weirdo, whatever you want to call her. And I'm going to just let you kind of tell your story and what you do or whatever you want to share in the moment. Or we can check in with how you're feeling right now. I've been listening to a lot of like mindful podcasts and they like to do like a, like a, like a deep breath and then they're like checking in. Whatever you want to do. I did envision that. I did envision that centered, maybe like deep breath. Yeah, I'm down. If you can, pull your mic a tiny bit closer to you, too. How's that? I think that works. Okay. Yeah. So, if you want, we can take a deep breath on the count of three. One, two, three. <sighs> Beautiful. Right. Yo, 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 what up? <laughs> um, yeah, sometimes people call me Zen Jen. I like to go by Zen Jen Love. Um, Jennifer, I'm actually thinking about changing my name, Annie Elizabeth. Uh, that's so legally? I don't think I'll ever go legally, but that name's been like coming through super strong. Uh, definitely as like my ghostwriter name, but yeah. So if Annie slips out, feel free to uh, follow through with that. Cool. It's my middle name and my confirmation name, but... Lately, I've just been coming across people who have like had these massive rebirths and have changed their names. Yeah. And yeah, it's starting to resonate. But <laughs> um, yeah, I'll share a little bit about who I am and what I'm here to do as a human being on this earth planet we find ourselves on. Uh, I'm an ontological life coach and an intuitive healer. And um, I like to say that that's just kind of what I was born to do. I didn't necessarily choose that, but through a bunch of like self-discovery work and uh, inner inner shadow work and just mm -hmm. like discovering who the hell I am, that's what has blossomed from this adventure. And yeah, I'm really blessed to be here. Thanks for creating the space. Fuck yeah, thanks for reaching out. Thanks for doing it. Yeah, we've uh, been on each other's radar for probably almost two years now, I would think. And it's weird because I seen you, you were like living in the suburbs of Chicagoland. And then like one day you just like got up and moved to Hawaii. Um, and that's something that a lot of us, especially in our like spiritual dreamer realm, always envisioned doing, but we never pulled the trigger and then you did it. And it's been kind of cool to see how you've done it. You like chopped off all your hair. Um, you got into, I think religion right Catholicism yeah or something like that and christianity you getting, you yeah baptized in the ocean and you're doing all these things that are like very um not normal i mean like very quick rapidly too as well you're just like dipping out from chicago going living in hawaii dude that is why i'm back home for a little bit because i swear i've literally traveled through like thousands and thousands and thousands of lifetimes in the past year like dude it's radical um and i love that catholicism <laughs> came out of your mouth because i did go to a catholic school um when i was younger and then yeah apparently there was stuff for me to discover and learn hi kitty yeah, <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna fuck you up bro <laughs> wait is it a girl or a guy it's a guy okay he's He's just bringing the cat medicine. It's okay. I can't help but pet him and get distracted. And I'm probably going to be like sneezing like crazy. Oh, no. It's okay. Fuck. It's well, if you want to know his sweet spots. He's so sweet. Okay. But yeah, I'm like all in on my dreams. And um, last year I was, at first I moved to California. Like I was going to school in Naperville, just maybe 30 minutes from my parents. And uh, I gave myself an ultimatum. I studied psychology and I was like, all right, either I'm going to go to clinical psychology, um, like get a degree master's in that, or I'm going to move to California. And I totally like sabotaged that grad school interview. And I mean, not to say that's the reason I didn't get in, but I didn't get in and I'm like, sweet, I'm moving to California. Um, so that's really where it all began, where I kind of stepped out of the party lifestyle, um, let go of everything I knew and went on this self-discovery journey. 
Wow. <gasps> that's wild. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> intense because was there pushback from your parents at all with the not doing the school thing? I have been one that is so determined in whatever I feel in my heart that there's really no convincing me otherwise. Mm -hmm. So I think even if they like attempted to tell me like, maybe that's not a good idea. I couldn't hear it. Yeah. So from what I remember, that was like three or four years ago, they were super supportive and yeah, I'm so blessed. Like they let me go to the extremes and they're always here like to catch me if I absolutely need it. That's amazing because parents can be such daunting figures in our life for sure. I've had that with my own like parents um, where I'm telling them I want to be a rapper. I want to do this. I want to do that. And they're like, how are you going to make money? And like, it's I'm the same way where it's like, I don't really care what you think. But when it comes from a parent, it's like that voice stays in your head sometimes and you get that self doubt. And it's like you uh, inherit their own worries and you have to learn how to detach from those worries. So it's an intense um, reality we have as dreamers and go-getters. Yes. Yes. And through like the just the discovery work that I've done, our parents are everything to our subconscious, to our limiting beliefs, to where we hold ourselves back because we just want to make them proud. Yeah. Like the inner child is the thing that holds so many of us back. And that's really like a lot of the work I do. Um, so I'll kind of share a little bit about that. Yeah, I could talk forever about traveling and all that. But um, yeah, like ontology is the science and study of being. So really it's like, who are we born to be? And let's design a life based on who we uniquely are and what we bring into the world. Um, so I took a year long transformation program in San Diego and really discovered like what it is that I'm all about. And that's when Zen Gen Love came through. And that's all about like adventure and travel and just being the free spirit that I am and allowing myself to share my natural gifts that I feel like God has given me with the world and to help make the world a better place. I think we all have that possibility. Like we all have these unique passions, these unique stories, these unique gold nuggets in our life. And if we really allow ourselves to be free enough to let those out, we've tapped into an overflowing abundance and it'll never go anywhere. Yeah. That's uh, hard to do for many because many don't have that inner compass or um, support system to help. Like sometimes we get lost in the fog and we want to do something and if we say it to the wrong person, they'll shut our ideas down and then you get reclusive and then it kind of just gets embedded within you and then you don't have the uh, courage, discipline, support, or confidence to make that happen. So I think the work that you are doing, I'm sure, has allowed other people to tap in and feel confident to move forward with those choices for sure. Totally. Um, as I was driving here, I was just kind of like thinking about what it is that I wanted to say, even though I know I'm just like higher self come through like higher self. I know, you know, what needs to come out. So I love that I have that connection, but still, obviously I want to be intentional. And what I'm seeing is maybe 99.9% of the world is only seeing what's outside of themselves and like sees the world, sees the globe, sees the countries and the oceans and all the things when we have all of that inside of ourselves too. Mm. And most of us never get to tap into that inner world in a lifetime. And that breaks my heart because literally um, I found that, I mean, especially this past year we've been, kind of not isolated, but not really seeing people in person. So when we're reconnecting and getting back together in community, people are like, Oh, what have you been up to? Like, what have you been doing? And I am at a loss for words because I'm always in my inner world. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much depth to the human being that I don't have words for like what I do um, because it's just always like this self exploration and like following that guidance. And to me, that's living life to the fullest. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm the same way with uh, someone 
you'll meet like a stranger or like if I'm, let's say I'll paint the scene. Let's say I'm like live painting at a show or if I'm performing or then I meet somebody afterwards or while I'm in my flow, they'll be like, how is your quarantine or how is this? How's that? And I want to like just dive right in be like, I did so much self work. I did this, that, this, that, this. But then some people who haven't met themselves themselves in that way don't know how to respond or they you can get a sense where like you'll share something very empowering for yourself and they almost feel like they almost give like an energy that's like oh that's good for you type energy like in a way it's like there's so much depth to us as individuals and sometimes people that aren't individuals or not tapping into themselves they can't handle that um and i feel that so much all the time because I believe I'm a unique person and I'm very inspired and passionate and when I get into my flow sometimes like it's there's very few people that can like resonate or like tap back into what they're doing like even if it was a dark thing or like a uh, thing that like weighs them down and like shares that I'm here for it like tell me about I don't like the surface level I can do surface level for so long and then like if you go deeper I'm cool with being the deeper end you know dude I love your flow the flow. I love it. I love it. You've been such a gift, like on my Instagram feed. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise, you at likewise as you. It's crazy because you'll just put out like 12 minute long videos of just you chilling, talking about your day, talking about the mind, talking about the spirit, talking about intention. And then you do go into concepts, which is pretty cool for anybody listening right now. Like if you go to her Instagram, she has like conceptual based videos. It's not just like free, free flowing stuff. You'll like pull from actual like terminologies like dark night of the soul and everything so ooh, mm, dark night <laughs> so dark so scary <laughs> i always think of it like uh when batman's have you seen the dark knight or like any of those movies kind of there's like one scene where uh batman's like in bane's cave or something and he like breaks batman batman's back and then he rises from it it's like that's his dark night of the soul in the movie where he has to rise from the cave mm. climb literally from underground <laughs> yeah wow what a gift what a gift it's insane have you uh, done a lot of research or like own self-exploration with like the hero's journey too and everything uh i'm not sure I think the hero's journey was like it's something that's just naturally prevalent in stories and folklore but i want to say joseph campbell was the man who like started to flush it out and put it into books and everything and it's just super cool to look into because i thought that when i moved to colorado on a whim it was like uh i was really into it at the time and you kind of learn um so the hero is at home and he's sick of the status quo. So then the status quo he wants to get away from. So he goes into the unknown. And when he's in the unknown, he feels like he grows and becomes, or she grows and becomes like the best version of themselves. But then part of the hero's journey is when you feel like you're ready, you get thrown back into like your biggest demon and you meet the dragon in the lair and you have to use the new knowledge or whatever. And that's when the hero can either rise or get tested even more. And it's a, it's a cool thing to look into. So beautiful. Yeah, the hero's journey is very, it's just cool to see it reflected in pop culture or movies or other people's lives as well. Me personally, I love me and my roommate. We're just talking about this. Um, <laughs> someone said you always reference your roommate and he should be a co-host, but <laughs> it's funny because I just referenced him again. But we were just talking about like The Rock and The Rock has a crazy story. And I just love like those real life stories. Like I love reading autobiographies. I can't really do fiction books. Because I liked the like the real human experience. Um, I don't know where I was going with that, but hero's journey and real life shit. Well, it opens up a huge door for me, so thank you. Yep. Um, that's exactly what I do with like ontological coaching. It's I support people in transforming their relationship to the unknown. Because outside of our comfort zone, the unknown is where all possibility lives. Literally. Like if we aren't able to step outside of our comfort zone, to step outside of what's comfortable and familiar to us, we're going to live a pretty limited life. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Some people, they're totally cool with that. That's awesome. But for those who have this deep yearning of something more, who know that they're here for a bigger purpose and they have a global mission and they're ready to serve the world, 
they have to transform their relationship to the unknown if they want to build a foundation on who they truly are and what they're meant to do. Mm. And so it's a beautiful experience seeing people discover what it's like to step out into that, that field, that darkness, so to say, because at the end of the day, you realize you're the moon, like you're the light in the dark and your light never leaves you. And you build like this unshakable trust, this unshakable, like inner knowing that you are so provided for and supported in ways that we can never even comprehend in this human vessel that makes everything like, okay, my intuition's telling me to move to Maui. I'm doing it. Like my intuition's telling me to cut off all my hair. I'm going to try and prolong this, but I'm going to do it. And at the end of the day, like life becomes priceless. Mm. And that was, uh, going to the hair thing. I did that as well because I found with the attachment to like the looks and just like the identity that comes along with it. When you get rid of it, you open up room in your brain and also like your value systems. I, when I was like bald, I was like, Oh wow, I don't like the way I look. Why don't I like the way I look? Because I identify with my hair. And then I was like, okay, I like the way I look now with my baldness. And it was very, uh, yeah, the unknown. Like, it was like a big fear for me because in high school I would get terrible haircuts and I didn't want to look bad to the girls and all this shit. And I would like despise going to school. My hair was too short because I thought I had a big head and like big eyebrows and all this stuff. But then when I like fully jumped into the fear, it's like, cool, I, could, I will go bald again one day. Why not? I'm already balding right now. And I've accepted it. Like, me and my little brother were talking like, uh, he's like, man, I don't want to go bald. And I was like, dude, look at me. I'm going bald already, but we're owning it. Like, whatever. And, but also in like a weird side topic, I just saw photos of my grand, birth grandfather for the first time and he was balding in the same pattern. Mm. I'm like, I'm just like my abuelo. That's it. That's like, that's what it is. So that's my thoughts on those. I think we're seeing something different because right now it looks like you have a full head of hair. But oh, it's long and lush, but it's thinning for sure. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. I feel like that's that's a really common theme with guys. It's like that hair. And same with girls. Dude, when I, I'm still going through it. I'm like finally able to show up on camera again comfortably and like mm. with confidence now that my hair is growing out. But exactly what you said, I love that you said like it creates space in the brain because I... Yeah, I have gone gone so much deeper into my heart and like so much deeper into who I actually am and what I have to offer because I know people aren't looking at the surface. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Bars. Yeah. Dude, I could say so much, but there's like so much energy that wants to come out about the hair. <laughs> I want to write a book on the power of hair. Mm. Wow. Like letting go of... I don't know, maybe like 20, 20 years of baggage, to, so to say, and like everything that came with just like physical appearance and how I kind of used that in a way to get what I wanted, to get out of things, to live life the way I was living. Like my automatic patterns were, okay, let me present myself in this way and it'll be easier. No. And I know that could sound pretty like shady or shallow to some people, but it's just the reality. Like everyone does it. And when we truly humble ourselves and like embrace that humility, wow. Mm. Like rising from the ashes. Right. Yeah. I was saying this to my family too. I resonate with that. How I've, uh, I've always been like, how do I want to word it? I know I'm a good looking dude and I think that's allowed me to like get into certain places and like even my charisma as well where lately I took a break from like posting on social media, consuming social media, deleting apps, like all these different things um, and I just wanted to like really actually put in the work on my skill set specifically to like actually like be of like not like not working from my potential but actually like harnessing my potential and becoming who I know I can be and it helped like propel me quicker than usual and I uh, was saying that to my family and they don't think like us so they're like that's weird that you would think like that but like it's true I I'm attached to my looks and that's why like it's so intense like I have nightmares about my teeth falling out 
or my hair falling out or like all these different things and it's, it's still like I still have to like sit with it and learn from it so I agree that'd be amazing if you wrote a book about losing hair or like going bald or cutting off the hair because I didn't really think of it as like 20 years of baggage I only thought of it as like the um, day-to-day relationship with it but the 20 years that can come along with that that'd be an interesting perspective to look into mm-hmm. wow wow hair man I can't even like it is so spiritual mm-hmm. it's so spiritual and yeah. in your hair is your crown yeah yeah and like your protection too and your little mask like you can use it however you want but seeing people with long hair and like people who have never cut their hair I'm like okay there's so much meaning in that and there's so many things I know in different cultures which I'm unaware of and uneducated on but I know that there's so much power in like rituals and things like that Mm -hmm. just with keeping your hair long and braiding it and all the things and I honor and acknowledge hair so much more than I ever would have if I never did what I did. Mm. I love learning about that. The braiding lines the indigenous will do like between that, even like a, what's it called? Generation, grandma, mother, daughter, and then daughter will have like a doll to do it. Or even just that they believe is the antenna to connect to the spirits around them. I love that. I love thinking about that. Because when I had long hair and I was dreading it, I was thinking that this is my antenna. Like I was feeling all good about it. So it's cool because then on the flip side, too, when the hair comes back, you become so grateful for it. You want to stylize it and you want to make it look all cool and everything. And we're talking about hair so much. I love it because I have a dope ass barber now and I never thought I would have a barber, but he does such a good job. He's like a creative artist. So when I sit down, we like collaborate on my hair. He's like, this is how your hair flows this way. So when you comb it, comb it like this way and down. It's just so cool to like be mindful and intentional with the hair. Because it is empowering. Same with fashion. Fashion is very empowering. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I had to lose it all. I lost all my clothes. I was super into fashion. And during the dark night of the soul past year, I lost all my clothes. And like, I intentionally... Actually lost or you like purged them? Both. Yeah, both. I was giving them away, um, donating them, uh, losing them. Um throwing them away sorry but I was and yeah it was just really intense um and now it's like yeah same thing with the hair like you're going to this barber you can be so intentional and like it means so much more um and that yeah I'm not sure where I'm going right now but I feel like we're at a good place right now, but I feel like it's going to transition and I'm not sure how the conversation is going to transition. That's okay. I got questions prepared for you. I got a few, um, which, all right, we have seven minutes till we hit that 30 minute mark. So I'll ask you one that maybe can be within that seven minutes. Cause I have, would you rather's, but I also have like spiritual ones too, because I felt like, would you rather's only like kind of funny, but spiritual ones would be cool for you. Um, if you could teach the world one concept, what would it be? Connecting with your higher self. Boom. Boom. All right, all right, all right. Why do you think people resist healthy options and lean into unhealthy options? Because they're afraid of who they will become if they let go of the old version of themselves. Whoa. Bars. What can you do today that you were not capable of doing a year ago? Showing up to a stranger's house and (laughs) 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 literally. (laughs) Um, What is our greatest distraction as I get distracted? (laughs) Escapism in any form. Mm. Abandoning ourselves to soothe and comfort whatever it is that we're avoiding. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah, people dive into escapism. I've learned how to have a healthy um, relationship with escapism. But sometimes if I leave that unchecked, it'll fuck me up. Mm -hmm. Um, What is your one wish for the world? That we allow our inner peace to meet our power. Mm, All right, cool. That took me a second to like comprehend and connect but yeah i like that um those are all my spiritual questions 
Yeah. Amazing. Fantastic. We have uh, five more minutes. Can we do some would you rathers then? What would you like to reincarnate as? I love that these answers just come up like instantly. Yeah. Um, I got like a redwood tree. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. First plant that I've gotten. Wow. Nice. Would you rather relive the greatest day in your life or get a glimpse of your biggest achievement in life? Oh, interesting. I have gotten many glimpses of my greatest achievements that are to come. Um, so I'd say like, I would love to relive my greatest day. Mm. Yeah. Were those glimpses in dreams, meditations, or just your own intuition being like, you're capable of doing this? Everything, everything, my day-to-day -day life, I'm always getting visions and I'm always seeing what my future self is preparing me for. And it's been something that I've had to really integrate into my life because it's can be difficult, like mm -hmm. having the intuition that I do, um, being able to tap into all that jazz uh it's like it's overwhelming um i kind of forgot the question but yeah i forgot i think i forget too i was tapping in it was uh oh the glimpses how you get the glimpses oh yeah yeah oh my god i get so many like honestly i see myself uh talking on a stage i think with the team uh, definitely with other people in front of like millions of people in India. Nice. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be intense. Yeah. That'd be wild. Would you ever learn the language in India? Um, I don't think I'll ever dive super deep into learning other languages because I think the language that I like to speak, everyone can feel it. Mm. And that's energy. Mm. I will say this about learning language. I'm not imposing it on you, but I've been learning Spanish. And like, for me, it's reclamation because I am Spanish and indigenous to South America. So I've got like a mix of like these things happening for me. But it's so beautiful to like use your tongue and these different inflections. And now sometimes when I go out in like the world and I hear people speaking Spanish, I can understand a little bit of what they're saying. And it just opens up an entire like demographic of humans. Um, Obviously, I don't know if I'm saying this right. I apologize if anybody's Indian listening to this, but if it's the Indian language, I don't know what their language is called. But that would be extremely hard to learn, I feel like, because there's so many connections between Spanish and English. Um, but yeah, it'd be cool. Maybe if you, even if you just learn like simple greetings or questions, like almost if you can convert the, your main concepts and questions and you can say that at the beginning of a talk or something. I don't know. This is just what I'm No, thinking. I so I'm so like picking up what you're throwing down. Yeah. Um the value of learning other languages and being able to connect with people from around the world is something I uh, If I could do that like I would 111% want to. Yeah. I haven't seen myself doing that. Like I haven't gotten any visions of that. Spanish, I Yo soy un poquito. Oh. Um, I took four, four years of Spanish in high school and a lot of like restaurants. I worked with people who spoke uh -huh. a lot of Spanish and I loved practicing with them. Oh my God. Yep. Yeah. I'm about to go to uh, a restaurant today to eat there to see if I like the vibe enough to apply so I can do exactly that. Cause Sweet. I've been learning on my own and like taking classes, but I want to like have it like as an everyday thing and like practice. Um, I'm going to restart this camera. Okay. I feel like I got to get into um, just like intuition and intuitive healing. Uh, in general, right? Yeah, I haven't really shared. I, I don't because the website you looked at like doesn't talk about any of that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the hidden gem. Um, intuitive healing? Yeah. What would you say? I'm getting my spine tangled. What would you say the intuitive healing where can someone start or where does intuitive healing come from? I'm just asking personally now, like, cause for me intuition, like right now I'm moving my body. Like my impulsive mantra is like, to, um, what is it? Uh, what is it? Move with intuition. I don't know. I, 
the impulsive mission is to move with intuition. That's what it is. Um, because there are moments for me when I'm flowing either creatively or just in life, like I know exactly what to do. And the, the moment between thought and action is so like straight up impulsive. So I think maybe for me, that's my intuitive healing. Um, but what is it for you? Do you think? Totally. Um, creating a relationship. So I see us as like this pillar of light, um, through all the chakras that are above our head and all the way down connected to the earth. Like we're just these pillars of light walking the planet and being able to like clear all of that out. So you can continue just being in the aligned flow that you're meant to be in kind of exactly what you said. Um, what's interesting is I know that I need to, teach people how to develop their intuition and things like that but right now I'm like when I mention intuitive healing I just need to tell you like what I'm able to do because I don't know how I'm able to do it but this is what I do uh so last year when the pandemic started I got I mean I guess I we all got laid off or I don't know I was working at a restaurant and they closed. And so I was at home and I woke up one day and I was led to this YouTube video of um, Mel Robbins, who's a life coach. She had a spiritual medium on her show as a guest. And this person was going up to people in the crowd and like delivering them really powerful messages. And I'm like, okay, I think I can do that. And that same day, like I went down to my desk in the basement and I started like typing out all these messages that I knew I had to tell people, but I was too scared to. So I just got it all out on paper and like never said it to them because I, it wasn't asked for. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's, I, that's good. I respect that for sure. Yeah. That was hard. Sorry for cutting off, but the, um, what's the word consent to give that type of advice huge huge Mm -hmm. wow yeah that has been a learning experience because I've had to kind of figure out like okay what is it my response what's my responsibility with this gift like what am I called to do no matter what and what is it that I boundaries Mm -hmm. you know like energetic boundaries so important um luckily I've learned to balance that and only tap in when I'm asked to tap in And so there's this group, it's, um, earth elders, but I'll get to that in a second. Um, so that first week when I opened that up and was like, all right, I'm going to try this out. I gave over like 30 readings to people who reached out because I'm like, Hey guys, I'm going to play around with this intuitive gift. Let me know if you want a reading. And yeah, it just ended up like, me being a mirror for them, like me stepping into their higher self and like delivering the messages that they needed to hear in that now moment so they can continue on. And now it's just turned into, um, there's this group on Facebook. It has like a pretty good amount of people in it, like 50, 50 K. Nice. Yeah. I'm still, my ego still really likes that. Cause oh, I think it's, started it? No, Uh, I, I just present in it. Like I go live in it and I do these intuitive healings mm -hmm. and I'm able to, from like anyone in the world, they just say like, Oh yeah, I'll, I want a reading and like, I can deliver them a message like straight to whatever it is that they're going through and like get them unstuck. And I think we all have this capability. Like it's just a matter of whether you want to go further into it or not and how you want to use it. But that's been something that I'm still trying to figure out, like, what what is that meant to be in the world? Um, yeah. That's huge. That's, like, cool that you've allowed yourself to step into that role. As well as learn from those lessons in the past. Because I had a personal experience with a, actually a good friend. Um, he called me one day, and, like, we were having a really good conversation. And it got to the point where he was feeling the same thing. He was like, I feel like I can read energies. I feel like I can give like insights, like based on intuition and stuff. Um, and he just started like reading my energy right away and like telling me 
like I think the delivery and the language you use when you share like that information is so huge and important. But the way he was doing it to me made me feel so like it felt so abrasive and I felt so turned off and I was like I didn't give you any information and you're saying I like I think the word should should be used very, very rarely unless mm-hmm. uh, someone's in like dire need of advice. I think could is places the power in the person. Um, but yeah, I think it's good that you've learned from that, like to ask for consent and like be weary about that because I don't know, maybe that's just my ego. Sometimes my ego, when I run into people, they're like telling me you're going to do this with your life. You're going to do that. And like, this is your darkness. This is blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't know. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. I can definitely like feel your experience like that that sucks and I've definitely been that person Mm -hmm. like unfortunately I've had to really practice like ho'oponopono um I'm sorry I love you please forgive me thank you um to those people that I may have hurt in the past Mm -hmm. um and yeah like I feel good about it now knowing that whatever happened happened and I can move on from it but unfortunately, when we are putting ourselves out there and trying out new things, sometimes that that beginning stages can get pretty messy. Every time. Yeah. All the beginning stages are so messy. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, what would you say was like was or has been messy in your journey of like discovering your gifts and putting yourself out there? Self-doubt. Yeah. Mm, because there's like, it comes in waves. And it becomes like, I'm really good. I know I'm really good at designing stuff. That's my niche. I think when I'm on a computer creating cool digital collages, I'm 100% confident in it. And I don't really give a fuck what anybody thinks. I think it's dope. But. When I'm in my music creative process, I'm like, who the fuck am I to be a rapper? Who the f-? like? There's like self doubt in other areas where I'm so confident in others, so it gets messy when my like abilities are not the same across the board. So then I'm so confident one day because I'm making dope designs, but then some days I'm like, oh my god, my voice is cracking, or like I don't have strong vocal cords and then the self-doubt like will I ever achieve my hopes and dreams and goals as a rapper and then that's where like it bleeds into the others Mm. sometimes not Mm -hmm. all the time but that's off the top of my head if I were to sit with that question and maybe think about it more I don't know what I would say I think yeah yeah that's yeah thank you for sharing that I think it's important um for other people who like want to start sharing their gifts or like be more authentic or put themselves out there in a new way need to hear that it's normal to have these things. Mm. Like it's normal to accidentally hurt some people when you're learning boundaries and like learning how to be yourself. And, um, yeah, there's so much vulnerability that comes with this journey that you and I are on. Um, that's another key thing I do like with coaching. It's helping people identify their essence and their survival mechanisms because who we are when we're born as babies, we don't have this fear. We don't have these doubts and these worries and concerns. Like those are shaped in our conscious consciousness, conscience over time. And, um, these survival mechanisms are like created to protect us and to slow us down and to keep us in our comfort zone and, Um, talk us out of taking that leap and yeah it's really like learning what those survival mechanisms are identifying them identifying their personalities and characteristics so that we can build a loving relationship with them and manage them from our place of like full sovereignty and be like yo like one of my survival mechanisms her name's trapped audrey hepburn um because she thinks she can't be her full fullest expressed self I'm like, what do you need today? Like, what do you need? And maybe it's putting on like a unique outfit or having a temper tantrum. Oh, I like that tool. I like that tool. Oh, it's not just identifying. So it's in your brain. It's literally identify. And then here's an action to like, wow, give your like that 
thing a hug or give that thing like a, a place to express. I like that. I actually haven't really uh, heard that before where it's like identify and do something about it. It's always been identified just to identify. Like yeah. Damn. Huge. Seeds of wisdom up in here. Yep. Yeah, dude, that's huge. Um, yeah. Everything is about like awareness action. How am I going to integrate this? How am I going to implement this in my life? How am I going to move forward with my projects? Like mm-hmm. based on this new awareness, what am I going to focus on? What am I going to practice? What am I going to notice? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's key. Awareness and action. I think action is so huge, especially in the spiritual community. There's so many people that heads are up in the clouds and in the cosmos, but then they're not doing anything with their life. It's like, it's not me judging. It's just the way it is sometimes. It's like, you can give me all the advice you want, but if I see you living a lifestyle that's not aligned with what you're preaching, how much am I going to take away from you other than don't do what you're doing? <laughs> so action is so huge. Yep. So huge. I had a roommate here living in this house and he was always just in the clouds and telling me what I should do or all these things. And I was like, dude, come on, man. Like, I see how you're living. It's projection. It's projection. Literally like he's trying to talk to himself through you. True. I think that too, all the time. And even when I'm saying things to people all the time, all the time, I'm like, damn, that was good. I should use that myself. Sweet. Um, I feel pretty complete. Um, I'm not sure if there's like more I can say. I'd probably just be rambling. Um, oh, th- okay. Yeah, if you want. Okay, so this is the part where you can kind of set an intention. Like, what are your goals moving forward? How can people reach out to you to collaborate? Um, or like, if you, yeah, just speak anything into existence to document here. Because I like to think of this podcast as this is a time capsule. A year from now, all my guests are going to be doing dope things and we can look back on this. And if you cool said something here and it's happening that's just dope as fuck to think that you made it happen i love it i love that um let me take a sip of take water a and then i'll connect i'll get the there connect with the element um let's see here yeah okay uh, I guess like, ah, <laughs> like there's that self doubt. Cause I'm not trying to, I know that I need to put myself out there. So this is me trying to share what I do so that it becomes available to people who need it. 100%. Um, what I hope that you took from today, uh, just with what Zen Gen love is, is this is really a platform and a space for you to have a container that is deep enough for you to explore all parts of yourself. As a life coach, I know there's many coaches out there who get a bad rap just due to the industry and the um, lack of training and professional support um, that some coaches offer. I am really here to support you in your own self-discovery journey. I'm not here to tell you what to do, who to be, how to act. I'm here to guide you further into the depths of your heart and soul so that you can unfold and blossom into who you were meant to be. So if any of this really resonates with you, uh, I'm totally open to offering a complimentary session for you to dive deep into what your life would look like if you were tapping into that abundance and if you could handpick your life because I do believe that's what we are capable of doing, literally, what is your ideal living situation like? If you were able to handpick every single detail of your life, what would it be? Your heart wants that for a reason because that's what meant. That's what's meant for you. Um, if you already have current projects going on and you're on a great trajectory, I'm here to add speed and power to what you have going on. Accountability and support to keep you stepping further and further into your uh, divine mission that you have. Um, So I love you all. Thank you so much for listening in the space. And it's been an honor to have this conversation with you. Bars, bars, bars. Thanks for coming. I got two kind of things I want to kind of close on. One, first, if someone wants to interact with you, what does like a relationship with you look like? Is it like daily phone calls, daily emails, weekly phone calls, or a monthly check-in like what can someone expect if they were to interact with you cool um i love 
that you're using the word interact. It has me curious. Do you mean in, in like a professional setting or? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Um, so I do offer currently like a four month uh, coaching program. It's called Path to Liberation. And I know you're already liberated. So it's really to deepen that sense of liberation. And what that looks like is uh, one hour weekly phone calls and in between support when necessary. And um, yeah, I really create that four month container just to give your survival mechanisms space to reveal themselves and come to the surface so that we can identify them and create relationships with them. And uh, some of my clients work with me um, for much longer than that. It's really up to you. But yeah, weekly support and um, really in-depth, intimate, deep conversation all directed towards your evolution. Fuck yeah. I'm glad you shared that because just, you know. yeah, It's so important. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes you don't know what you're going to get. And then you're in there and you're like, what the fuck's going on? Um, And then... I also like if that one-on-one like long-term support isn't what someone's looking for, uh, I offer like 60 to 90 minute healing sessions or kind of tailored to the person in front of me. Honestly, I work with the client. If bi-weekly phone calls work, I'm super flexible. I'm in the process of creating um, a program and container that kind of incorporates everything I'm about. Um, so that should up and coming within the next year mm-hmm. um yeah fuck yeah this is wild and then the second thing i wanted to uh put out there is i'm proud of you that's awesome you like took a leap of faith and like you have self-empowered yourself and you the words you've used and um i guess with the lessons you've learned up to this point it feels you feel like a trustworthy life coach it's not um you're not like feeling embraceive like you you respect the boundaries and I like how you said container because it's something for the individual to experience it's not you telling them what to do um and also the tools like the action I think I'm walking away with this knowing I can reference someone to you and I could say Zen Jen will give you tools to help you figure out what works for you it's not going to be here's this lifestyle choice, here's that lifestyle choice. It's like, all right, this is going to be for you, the artist, you, the engineer, you, the mother, you, the person with cancer potentially, who knows? Like, whatever it is, you're going to be able to offer tools, which I think is huge. And a lot of my clients, like, they, because I attract who I'm meant to work with, and personally, like, I don't do very well with tools. I like I have so many tools in my toolbox that, okay, intuitively I'll pull them out. But I guess like the most valuable thing my clients walk away with is a transformed experience and understanding of who they are and a transformed way of how they show up in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huge. I love it. This has been a great podcast. The good, good first podcast back into my podcast game. Um, I did seven and this will be number eight. I think I'm going to do, it doesn't matter. I'm going to do probably like five and then release them all at once. So then just like, cool. Yeah. I'll link everything we talked about in the description, like always and support. If you want to be a part of this podcast, hit me up. And I think that's it. Sweet. Um, Thank you for coming. And it's been a good conversation. Great conversation. Very empowered. I'm going to walk away thinking about the tools and I want to identify and like, Give those identifications a thing to do. Okay, okay. I'm going to, because this conversation keeps unraveling, I'm going to have you walk away with like a few practices. And if you're listening and you do want to identify your survival mechanisms, I like to identify three of them. There's usually like the inner child, the critical parent, and just the fear-based ego Mm -hmm. that play out in our lives and keep us from moving forward. Um, write down a list of two lists, uh, one list, everything that you're maybe like sad or upset about and another list of everything that you're like angry about. And from there you can kind of distill like, okay, there's actually a whole process, so I can't even like get into it, but yeah, yeah.
And then there's one other thing. Oh, yeah. Um, I like to end my calls with like a couple questions. But the last question I always do is like, how may I acknowledge you? Um, so would you be open to me acknowledging you? Sure. Okay. Yeah, go for it. The que- well, the question is like, how may I acknowledge you for whether it's how you show up in the world, who you are, um, what you do, how would you like to be acknowledged? I'm an adopted Latino Irish American man reclaiming his culture and identity through language, food, dance, and culture. That's how I want to be identified. Also, 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 I am a resource for other people that want to learn about adoption, whether it's adopting somebody else, putting your kid up for adoption, losing a child, and not being able to deal with those emotions. I have resources that can potentially help you with that. Um, So yes, I'm a Latino Irish American man who has resources and perspectives and insights about adoption and reclaiming identity. Amazing. Okay. I'm just going to tune in. I'm going to acknowledge you. So just wait a second. Keep your heart open. And hmm, thank you so much. Thank you for who you are in this world and the inner work that you are doing to not only transform your entire family, your entire generation, past generations, but being such an embodied version of a man, what it means to be a man and for all that you've been through and all that you have done to get to this now moment, I acknowledge you for your divinity and the power that exudes out of every single thing that you do. Um, Your presence is healing. Your presence is leadership in a very authentic and natural way. And I acknowledge the tenderness of your heart Um, that you have kept open through this entire experience of discovering your birth parents and discovering who you are and your culture and the humility and the humbleness that you have in the approach to deepen um, that relationship to Colombia. Your massive impact in the world, if you could only see, I'm getting chills right now, but it's literally like a tsunami. And I'm so grateful that you're here. Um, to be that anchor for those who are looking to enter into that way of life in the future. Gratitude. Thank you. That was like, I was, that was unexpected, honestly, for real, because after what I said, who I want to be acknowledged as when you said like certain words, like birth parents, Columbia, like I was getting chills. That's weird, the acknowledgement, putting out what you want to be identified as and then getting it back. That was intense, actually. So thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Hella hardcore, for sure. Yeah, wow. That's some affirmation to move forward with, too, because that's all I kind of care about. Well, it's who you are, and it's your it's your purpose. It's your passion. Like There's nothing you have to do. Um, there's nothing more you have to do because you just showing up exactly as you are is already a massive impact. So I honor that in you. Salud. Gracias. Muchas gracias. De nada, por supuesto. (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Damn. Well, that's a great vibe, frequency, energy to end this podcast on. Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. Like I said, I don't have to close it out again. Thanks. Peace and love. Namaste. Namaste. (laughs) Hasta luego. Ciao.